What do we associate wealth with today? Money, objects, things, metal, coins, boats, cars, houses, like, and is that, you know, are, are those items of wealth? Yes. But that, what is the definition? Is the definition an abundance of objects? No, it's an abundance of resources. Is love a resource? Is contentment a resource? Is joy a resource? These are all very real resources that exist in our world, even though we can't actually feel them or see them. So wealth is an abundance of resources, both seen and unseen. I focused very heavily on the idea of the traditional sense of wealth that we've been growing up and living in, which is money, objects, things, houses, cars. As I got closer and closer to that million dollar mark, which I said, then I'll be happy, then I'll be content because then I'll be like all those other people I saw growing up, you know, the, the, the rich ones on the Hollywood shows and everything like that. As I got closer and closer, why am I not feeling happy? Why am I not content? Why am I not joyful? Like I'm getting closer and closer to this amazing goal that I'm hitting at such a young age that some people aren't even going to see until they're 40, 50, maybe even 60, maybe never even in their entire life. Yeah. Why am I not happy? And that's when I realized something's wrong again, and I need to start figuring it out. Welcome to the Men of Forge podcast. This is your host, Cartwright Morris. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, if it's your first time coming to Mentorforge, please go to mentorforge.com to find out more information about what I do and why I do it. Um, outside the podcast, something that um, uh, I do is coach, life coach, career coaching um, for men that are just looking to get unstuck, move past their frustrations, and to define and live in their purpose. So if that is you, please go to mentorforge.com backslash coaching or go to calvertandassociates.com. I do this through a counseling firm here in Birmingham called calvertandassociates.com. So go there today and sign up for a life coaching session with me. That's mentorforge.com and calvertandassociates.com. Now for today's episode. Good to have you all in today. Excited to talk about uh, what you just heard from Zach Jurgensen. Uh, I hope if you hadn't got a chance to listen to episode 68 uh, in my interview with him, uh, please go back and check that out. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit that, a little recap, debrief from it. Um, today is episode 69. Uh, it's okay if you giggled at that. Um, I might have a little bit. Uh, it, <laughs> and if any of you know me, I am very serious about laughter. I'm very serious about humor, keeping it light, um, because we're surrounded by big, deep questions, serious things, responsibilities, heavy stuff that we're carrying, stress, and as science is proving more and more what the Bible has already said, uh, laughter is good medicine. So make sure you laugh a little bit today. Um. Yeah, so Zach Jurgensen. Uh Zach had a very unique perspective. I was very uh, impressed. Um, ha- he was just, and he was easy to talk to. He had a lot to say, a lot of content. You could tell he lived a lot of life from abusive upbringing, religious. You know, like many of us, I think we we've all come from that religious background that either burn us out, repelled us from Christianity, um, maybe hurt our viewpoints on 
on who we think God is, who Jesus is, because of the poor examples that are around us and the demeaning lack of fruitful evidence of the Christians that we know in our life. And uh, I think that led to Zach being in the military, really um, allowing himself to express a lot of anger, even though it didn't really stop it when he got in the military. It was really cool to hear that, him saying, it's like, yeah, yeah, I got to be violent, aggressive, angry, but I I just came back even more angry. Uh, And he told that story about having a little road rage. Um, yeah, so what, uh, what was really cool was just his perspective on one, just he talked about duality and the balance in life. I, I think um, someone who has unorthodox or maybe what we're not used to, pursuit of truth, a desire for objectivity, um, I think all of us in that life, I think in our life, have found people we want to surround ourselves people more or move away from people that desire some level of objectivity, whether that's like the little things like our football team to who God is to how do we find those little ways to simplify life that is these are foundational truths that I can base my life on and make powerful decisions that create, have like a reverbing effect that have increased to it. Um, yeah, so I think that's what was fun about Zach is, uh, you know, him talking about psychedelics was funny, very out of the box, very, um, you know, I'm hearing I'm more and more about this, especially used in the medical field. Uh I know in you know being associated with a counseling firm that that's being brought more in the profession to help people experience um more deeper more meaningful but it's like it's really like he said there's some such do like people can have a psychotic break from using that stuff and um and you know when they use it in the counseling field there is like two like massive supervision so uh, yeah, if that kind of turned you off a little bit or that kind of poked your box, um, that's good. I mean, when we put one way to truth, when we put, um, I shouldn't say one way because there is one way to truth, and we, that's the person of Jesus. Uh, that's my conviction. Uh, when you look at the person of Jesus, sometimes we think the one way of truth is Christianity and Christendom and the... Uh, practices of a faith and a religion and doing these things as a way to truth. And it's really not our actions that lead us to truth. It's a person. It's him. It's a relationship. And so, yeah, I think, that, yeah, you definitely can experience a lot of what Zach said. But you find there's a guy who's authentically and um, in a very pure-hearted way trying to pursue what is true, what is real in this life, trying to understand it. And I was very much, um, yeah, I just uh, complimentary. I want to be complimentary of him because it was, um, I thought it was very unique. Um, and knowing a little bit of his background, I mean, I can't understand fully what he has been through. That probably makes just for him to come to this in his early 30s, one, a level of maturity to be financially independent 
to have that discipline and then two, just to be, have a function, be a functional person in society, to have friends, to have a social life, to be, you know, interactive in his community, like from what he's experienced, like, wow, you know, whether he admits that God's working his life or an outer, like, is he said something bigger than himself working? Like he's recognizing that and that's powerful. It's meaningful. Um, He's inching his way closer and closer to something that is beautiful and amazing. And I think he's what he's doing is what most Christians aren't willing to do is embrace the nuance that we have the foundation of Jesus Christ, of the person of who he is, and that's where we base everything from, right, and what he did. But then there's just nuance through everything, like... I mean, there's many denominations that if you don't go to church on Sunday, you're no longer a Christian. Or if you don't go to this denomination, that's not nuance. That's that's man's agenda. That's man's idea. You know, um, we all have this definition of what a healthy Christian life is, but really the standard is Him, is the person of Jesus, and so, um, and He's the only one who can enable us to do that to love. Because that's what he calls us to at the end of the day. He says, if you are my disciple, you will love one another. How about that? That's, what's, how, that's what determines a follower of Jesus. And what that looks like, what it means to love people, oh my goodness, that's pretty broad in the context of, because it goes to person-person basis. I mean, you see it in the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead, that Jesus was loving Martha and Mary very differently in that context of their brother dying, a very heavy-weighted moment. And you see him interacting with both of them very differently according to their personality. So, all that to say, we have to embrace some complexity and nuance and learn from people like Zach in a way, you know. And so, that's my little soapbox for today. So, But to get to this quote, um, I think there was something really powerful, really beautiful, what he said about wealth, that wealth is resources not only seen but unseen. Um, You know, I've heard somebody say wealth is really influence. Uh, I know plenty of people that aren't the wealthiest in in, in the city of Birmingham, but yet they have great influence. Therefore, they are very wealthy. I mean, they could walk into a room tomorrow and the majority of the room go, oh, wow, I would wonder what he has to say, but they're not the richest person in the city. So wealth is so much beyond just, like he said, money. I think wealthy people, you see, they've built this legacy. They've built this family of, like he said, love, joy. They've used their resources that are seen, uh, that are uneternal, that are more material, and they've used it to feed the unseen, that's such a powerful revelation. Like, how do I use the, my material resources to feed my eternal resources? The unseen, like love, joy, contentment, uh, hope, uh, so many different things we could sit here and go down this rabbit trail. But I, I'm just so, uh, yeah, thankful for Zach and what he had to say. That I was just like, man, the unforeseen resources. How, and that's probably my big question for you today, is how do you use the material resources to feed your eternal resources? How do you use the seen materials, resources to feed your unseen? 
Um, because in the, the day, you want to feed those unseen resources. You want those to flourish, to find roots in your life, to find peace, to find hope, to find purpose, right? So that, so therefore, everything you do on the outside, on the external, feeds that internal world. So that you are coming, everything you're approaching, you're coming. This is, you know, one of my big um, points is like, man, your best position to serve someone from a position of strength. So when you are strong, when you are fed, when you are feeling uh, full of life and meaning and purpose, then your your ability to then serve someone else is super valuable, is super meaningful versus you doing it from uh, a void of exhaustion, lack of energy, necessity, or obligation. Um, and you, when your internal resources are low and you're only giving the external, it doesn't carry much weight. But when you have an abundance of the unseen resources and you give a seen resource like money, something like that, to someone, it means so much more. It carries so much more weight. All right, so let me just, yeah, let me repeat that and I'm going to end on that, guys. So today, learn how, what am I... When I give money to a charity or I give a gift to someone or I share some, I use my seen resources, material things in this world to give, is it coming from a place of the unseen resource? Am I doing it to add value to this person? Am I doing this to love them that they feel known and seen? Do, am I giving it to help them feel a level of purpose and meaning in life like I have? And so, find like feed, Are we feeding those unseen resources? Are we investing in that so that the external just becomes that, just the external? And it's not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to create some internal resources because of, but it's an extension of. Like, is your external resources an extension of your internal, or are you trying to get external resources? because you feel lack in your internal. Okay. Hope y'all get my point. <laughs> um, yeah, so hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Uh, really uh, hope you go and listen to episode 68. Thank you for listening, and I will see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Men of Forge podcast. If you enjoyed this episode today, please go to Apple Podcast and rate and review. Uh, if you give me a five star uh, and send a screenshot to Cartwright at Minterforge.com, uh, you send that to me, I'll send you a free copy of Three Ways to Find Your Purpose. That's uh, Cartwright at Minterforge.com. And you can also go to Spotify and follow and rate the podcast as well. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time.